Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back to the Westworld Theorycast. My name is Axel. I'm here with Andy. Hello, Andy. Hey, how's it going? I just uh, finished my tuna melt, and I'm ready to start talking about Westworld. <laughs> Ooh, that looked so crispy, didn't it? It looked so yeah. crispy. Like, it, I was like, oh, it, you know, it, it made me hungry, and then a few minutes later, I wanted to vomit, so yeah, it was there perfect. You go. There you go. Well, we are here to talk about Westworld Season 4, Episode 3, Anifol. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Uh, written, Andy has, I'm going to read it off the notes. Written by Kevin Lau and Suzanne Werbel. Directed by Hanel Culpepper. Ooh, nice. Le- Ooh, that reminds me of Dante Culpepper. Didn't he play for the Vikings? Yes, he did. He had a yeah. cup of coffee here. Played a little <laughs> more than a cup of coffee. He was an, like an all-pro one year with Randy Moss. So There you go. I remember that. Well, we're going to talk about Westworld. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. You can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. We do four shows a week, Andy and I. Then we have our amazing cleanup techs who come through uh, the next day. That that I'm usually releasing that about Thursday. We're coming out like Wednesday. They're like Thursday night. Then we have Thack Daddy. My old friend Thaxton comes through on Saturday. Uh, with a kind of solo pod, those are a bit shorter, but we started all off with the instant reaction, the in, initial reaction, the IR, and we just did that a couple days ago. And I do want to say, Andy and I were chatting a little bit about it before, we were having a little bit of audio issues, my mic was a little loud, Justin's was lo- we're going to figure all that out for next week, we know what's up, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We've got some great guests for the IRs coming soon. Hopefully, Andy will be a guest at some point. That would be nice. And, I hope uh, so, too. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. But what an episode. We talked a lot about it. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this episode, Andy. What were your kind of general feelings three episodes in how, how this episode fit in and how how you might rank it among the three i i loved this episode i think i i've i've liked each episode more in succession as we've gone on i this this has felt this the first three episodes have felt more like a return to the west world that i fell in love with i think i it, it's making me not not like season three more because I I really love this. I love the way they're going. I love the added horror elements. I love how things feel familiar yet different at the same time. I love how there's a lot of mirrors going on, but not quite the mirrors you think. And I don't know. I just I overall just absolutely love. My only complaint is that I wish it would have been 15 minutes longer. Yeah, this was yeah this one man this one really crept up on me just like uh, 
Last, I know you're not up to speed, but last night's Better Call Saul, which I turned around, I was like, oh my God, this is only 20 minutes in. And it was 55 minutes into that. This one too just went by really quick. And I, I like the format of the kind of three things going on. You know, we had Caleb's mm-hmm. wife and kid, we had Caleb and Maeve, and then we had the stuff with Bernard. And that was, I also, I I was going to say quick, well, you just jarred something for me there. Part of why I like this one too, is kind of like they used to do this in lost after the first couple of episodes of the season, they usually would break off and form into the little teams and there's two different, a couple different teams here. And I like that aspect. I like, I love that Bernard and Stubbs as a team. I love Caleb and Maeve. This is the most I've liked Caleb since he, since Aaron Paul joined the cast. I thought he was fantastic in this episode. Yeah. We are on the same wavelength here on the Westworld Theorycast, Andy, because I was just going to say, I love the way that they've teamed everyone up and it's not forced. In the past, some of the teams have been like too many people. I think season two at some point, Maeve had a crew of like eight people following her everywhere. You know, like it was just <laughs> yep. too much. And then she she was able to have a little, you know, she could have interactions with certain people at certain times. But this is like we have like kind of two, two, and even with like MIB and Shaloris are kind of, even though we're not seeing them together a lot, yep. we're, we're really feeling that, you know? So I kind of, I really feel, and Maeve and Caleb in particular, I really, I agree with you. And this episode excited me in a way because of Aaron Paul and because of Caleb's character. We had talked about it in the past. I think a couple episodes ago, I was like, why is this guy important? You know what I mean? Like what's up with him? Right. And I think Mm -hmm. we're getting to that. We're getting at least a we're getting them mentioning it again as at the very end of the episode, his daughter says, as you have in the notes, she's like, mommy and me aren't important. She just wants you. Right. So I think that 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 says something. And I'm hoping I want to start out by asking you this question. The last thing we see is the flies going Caleb. Are we, is that it for him? Is there any coming back from that? Is he now control? Is he going to become a bad guy? Is he, are they using him to perfect? Is he the perfection of this? What, what do you think is going on with this character? Is is this shining episode where he got to have a lot of great lines and do fun stuff and action hero stuff, but now that could be the end. Well, I, the first thing, when I, the part of the reason of what, what you said about the uh, the daughter host saying you're we're, you're the important one, mommy and I aren't important. That's the host version saying that. That might be what Hale wants him to know and to mm, make him think true. that the daughter is not important. True. So yeah. I I don't yeah. I I still think the daughter's important. That was one of the one of the things I ran across online the other day, and I think even somebody on the IR mentioned it was. One of the things I mentioned in the first episode, and I think it is maybe coming true, where I said that that first scene reminded me of of uh, Kayla being uh, Sarah Connor and the daughter being John Connor, basically a role reversal of T2. Mm-hmm. I still think with what we've seen in this episode, there's a high likelihood of that actually coming true. So um, as far as whether we see Caleb, I don't think Caleb's going to be a bad guy right away. I think, well, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you, we haven't seen anybody come back from the fly thing that we know of. But I also think that the 
I've got a whole long thing about the flies and what's going on. <laughs> I think we've we've talked about this before a little bit too. That I think we we're seeing these flies in different ages of their of their uh, their stages of their evolution, mm-hmm. and this is not the farthest along we've seen this fly technology go. So I think it doesn't necessarily mean he's dead like some of the other ones are, or they might just be using him to control him. I mean, I I, I don't think we that's the end of Caleb by any means, but. I, I don't, still, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, unless some of the early, well, we got confirmation that he's not a host, right? Like we, there had been some theories, maybe this yep, lighthouse I, incident that happened. He was, you know, I had also been pushing that theory that yes. I thought Caleb was well, a host. We, I was, I'll admit it. I was one of them. We, me too. I said, it's possible. I mean, they definitely mentioned this lighthouse thing. And then the, in the second episode where he was like, what happened after? And she's like, we lived our own lives. And it kind of sounded like he was saying something different. They were definitely, I mean, this show does throw out a lot of red herrings, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want us to be, it's a puzzle show. They want us to be picking up the pieces. Um, so we know, right. We know he's not, he's not a host because obviously of what happened in the park and which also could have been, you know, I don't want to get too pedantic again, but it could have been changed. They are controlling things, but the flies prove it. Right. And I still, I still think there's a, a I, I'm still not going to take it off the hybrid theory at some point. I don't think that's likely anymore, but I'm not taking that <laughs> well, completely off the table either. I'm, I'm going to get there because I think we may have been ahead of ourselves. And if Caleb is going to have a journey towards being something else we just saw the beginning of it because i don't think you can come back from this bro i don't think you can come back from flies implanting um parasitic perhaps organisms perhaps biotech nanobot type shit who knows i'm thinking with chalora she might have wanted it to be organic just to fuck with humans right like use the organic against the organic so some kind of purity thing because she seems to be into that um mm-hmm. but uh i don't think he's coming back man I, I, my, but going, i'll, why, I'll answer my own why, question i think the caleb we knew and loved is dead and if he does come back it's gonna have to be mave recreating him from her memories or something of that nature because i just don't think you could physically come back from flies on the but, brain I think there's another important part that goes with that, though, is why is he important to Hale? Well, what, I think we why? both are thinking the same thing. Which thing is that? The daughter, that his daughter is oh, this character. yeah, the daughter. Yeah. I, and, you know, I still have in the back of my head, though, that ID number that he shares with MIB and the fact that he's never met MIB. And we don't know, the cleanup text mentioned this last week, too, and I had forgotten about this. We don't know M.I.B. Williams' last name. He's like the only character on this show we don't know his last name. Yep, I still think there's a good chance that they're tied together because if Hale has all these vendettas against William and Caleb is somehow related to him or something, clone or whatever, who the hell knows what? Mm. Something there, I just, I think we're still missing the piece with Caleb as to what he actually is. He's the missing. Maybe it's as simple as the daughter is the clue key, I guess, too. I, you know... Sorry, I threw a lot of shit at the wall there. No, I I agree with you. And as we dive deeper, and of course, we get into, we're four seasons in here. We have to discard so many thoughts and theories. And that's cool. We're just, the show tells us what happens. We accept it. But I think that you do have something there 
I mean, look, the ent- entirety of season one was tricking us about who William was, right? So mm-hmm. why would they not do something? Perhaps he was an early version of a different William that he was trying to do fidelity tests with for himself. You know what I'm saying? At the same time that yeah. he was fucking with Delos. Who, I'm just... Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, there show, could be anything. Yeah, anything could happen on this show. But I do think that the, you know, Occam's razor being what it is, that the simplest explanation is that this woman that we see see with Bernard and Stubbs that rides up in this uh this big truck which we did see in Westworld too they use those in Westworld remember in season the beginning of season two yep I think this looked like a little more compact version the ones in Westworld are a little bit bigger I think but they're very similar type of jeep suv tank thing you could be right i mean they could also have the same people designing it for the show so it kind of looks right they want to keep it uniform in a sense like the taxis are a little bit different than what they were last season but they're pretty much the same yeah in in uh in uh christina's world but um getting back to c yeah she seems if bernard is telling us she's the key she's locked in with these resistance fighters and what we both I think at this point and many people think is a future time right then perhaps there was did you speaking of the future time thing quick before we go off HBO Max tweeted out what may have been a spoiler it was deleted about the about when what timeline this takes place in did you happen to miss that I hope I did miss it okay it, 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 they, and it, it's not confirmed that it's true, but HBO Max said, so this is what happens when you spend this much time in a place. And they say they, they have a number that they gave on the Twitter account, oh, the HBO Max really? official Twitter account. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of, I mean, it's I basically, sp- it's basically what everybody is theorizing okay. anyways. So it's not it's, some crazy thing. It's many, it's, it's, it would would it make sense for her being that age? Yes. Okay. So that makes sense. So I guess we won't say the number not to particularly spoil a point or. I was going to bring that up before we started yeah. and ask you about it. And I completely <laughs> forgot about it till just now. So it's all right. I'm sure people listening have some people. I mean, hey, if you're listening to a show that just gets into the theory so quick, yeah. like this one, and you probably normally I wouldn't have mentioned it, but it came from the HBO Max official Twitter That's accounts, really, which I, I do. Don't, I, I'm, I mean, is which that, I follow. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't really think that at this point, I, I mean, on, is it a spoiler in a sense? Yes. But I think, is it quite obvious that this is a further time? I think yes, as well. I mean, we're yeah. dealing with what looks like a post-apocalyptic landscape with a condemned area, which does yep. not exist that we know at least in the Maeve and um, and uh, and and Caleb timeline, or and, does it? Um, or that's true. That's true. I've got, I've got some. Th- well, I've had a lot of thoughts about that when we. I had to write stuff down for that when we get to that point. So we'll, we'll get to that in a little while, though. You're you're bringing up something important, which is if this C, right, who we could call older Frankie, Frankie C, um. Yep. If that is, in fact, Frankie, then whatever happened to whatever happened after this stuff we're seeing with Maeve and Caleb 
we kind of do get a signal that it ain't going their way because Caleb got a bunch of flies in his head. <laughs> yep. Right. So it's not. So I think it makes sense is what I'm saying. All all roads point to that and to that the, being uh, her. And I think her, there's one. Know. I think there's one other possibility that who C could be. Who's that? There's another C character. And she is trying to create a new species right now. Charlotte. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. You think that that could I, be Charlotte? I I still think I or Charlotte's child. I still think it's Caleb's. I I still think it's Frankie. But the C, the C thing is, I mean, and, and they still do a lot of cutting together of the editing of the scenes with Frankie cutting right to C and back and forth. So I mean, yeah. I, that's like you said, that's the Occam's razor. That's I mean, the obvious one. But and that's what the whole episode is about is her surviving, yeah. her being a survival, yeah. right? Like, and then and you're and just like you said, this is totally terminator shit with like her mom becoming like a Sarah Connor, like training her and yep. and we don't and perhaps they what where Caleb is all these years. I mean, obviously we're gonna find stuff out, but it does seem a lot of people in the theory verse on all of the uh, Twitters and whatnots, Facebooks are thinking similar, what we were thinking on the IR and something we've been talking about too, Andy, which is that we're seeing like three timelines here. This is something we actually talked about in the very first episode where yep. we said, it seems like we might be dealing with timelines here well, instead of, you know. That's still one of the first things that MIB said at Hoover Dam is like our our timelines are most, more aggressive than most. I mean, <laughs> he was telling us right away. The Raiders were telling us in the first five minutes of the season yeah. that what they were going to do. And they love to do that, don't they? they mm -hmm. That's something that we don't talk about it enough that one of the reasons why I think this show is so fun to theory cast on and just throw shit on is because they know we're doing it. They want us to do it and they give you all types of hints. When you watch again, it's very evident, you know, they know what they're doing. So I think yeah. that the cuts, the fact that the whole episode was about her. Now that's my only complaint. I got to be honest with you. I loved everything this whole season, but the Frankie and how do you pronounce her mother's name? Yuande? Uh Uwande or Uwalde? Let me Okay. Let me look that up again here. I think it's Uwade. You Uwade. Uwade. Okay. Yep. I just felt that this was a little you you actually have in your notes extremely corny music plays when Uwade is talking to Frankie. And I found this whole thing to be extremely rote by the it's book. It seems soap opera -y or like a, a USA show. Not that, not that I don't, I should say an old USA show, you know, where they produce a hundred of them at a time yes. and they all blend together. It felt like, it didn't feel like Westworld. It felt, I don't know. And I don't know if that's, it, it doesn't feel like it's some simulation or something, but that's I, don't know what, what I, was, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, it was a little weird because it felt... It, it did feel Westworldy like it felt like Lee Sizemore was like wanted to get well, a couple drinks. So he just quickly scribbled out a story, yeah. you know, like the, oh, everything up to the daughter uh, uh, to Frankie finding the body in the like in the garbage in the back. I just felt that it was yeah. it didn't really pull me in. I was I was 
I did think that maybe um, Carver is his name was going to get them. I thought, okay, maybe he's going to get them. I was prepared for it. So I do think that it played out, right? Like I'm not saying it was wholly unsuccessful as segments, but I felt that it was a little long and slow. And that's what also made the reveal of C more striking as her being Frankie. Cause it's like, why are we spending so much time on a little cat and mouse game yeah. where the guy replaces the other guy, you know? And like, and, uh, on the, uh, actually the, the other gentleman who was on the IR, he brought up the facts like, why didn't they just fly that guy, you know, and have him kill them? That's his thing. Right. So maybe they needed to do more though. They wanted to keep them alive Perhaps originally they weren't going to make this version of Frankie. They were actually going to kidnap her and bring her to the park. Yeah. Right. Like that was the original idea. Um, and the other, the other thing I had a thought about that too, when, when I remember thinking about that, when you guys were talking about that the other night is how did they get enough data to make a host of Frankie? That seems strange. Well, I think at this like Caleb, point, when Caleb first sees her, he doesn't even, he immediately thinks, oh, that's my daughter. So it's obviously a good copy uh, of her. It's well, it either points to two things. One, this is long time in the making plan or two, yeah. they are way more powerful and technologically advanced than we can even imagine at this point. We got to give them more credit. They do seem to be able to pop out the hosts whenever they want. Like they are Westworld is back mm-hmm. up and running, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that I think it, it kind of hints towards both of them. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't want to complain. I love this show. And I do admit, though, to fast forwarding through several of these scenes upon my rewatch, because it's yeah. like the hiding in the closet and the turning over the bed. It was just a little. Uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't quite work. And like even the thing. I like the feel like a simulation. It definitely felt like that, but I don't think it is because what, what would be the point of showing us that scene in a simulation? Cause no other no, characters there that we're really attached to. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what's happening. I, I don't think. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, hell we talk a lot about the simulation, but it's only been right once that was with Maeve and they revealed that pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> but then again, we don't know what's going on with Christina. Um, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the kind of, I think, let's see, we talked about Caleb not being a host. I just want to see if we should get into the sublime yet. Maybe we talk a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit more about the park. What did you think of Temperance, the new park? I mean, we spoke on the IR, and I think it's obvious. Did you enjoy the replaying of the heist again and all that? Yes, I did. I don't think I'll ever, I mean, I... It was it was strange and familiar at the same time. So it was I I still liked it a lot. That's not the, and I, I loved Maeve giving commentary about it as it's going on and everything just a little bit there. It's got the ripoff or the Leppin versions to Lego versions of of the yeah. characters back <laughs> yep, and yep. the TJ. They're, they're cl- but yeah, they're close to the right thing, but not quite. <laughs> so it's I, I enjoyed it. I th- I thought that I love the music. I mean, the Enter Sandman cover. I loved love loved that i mean it's just i like i like the whole thing i thought it was cool yeah it was a lot of fun it, it, i don't think we learned a whole lot there about anything i mean anything new there i mean most of that stuff we had already expected but it was fun to watch i thought 
Yeah, and there wasn't too much. I was I was kind of watching back at the listening back, of course, the dialogue there. To, did we pick up anything like kind of their train car? There was some interesting stuff in there when they were coming in, like we said about the lighthouse and whatnot. This mm-hmm. one, it was a lot of me. It, I mean, what a great actress who just made Tandy Newton is fantastic. Like you can really see the sorrow in her eye when she's yeah. like, you've still got it a little bit. You know, like yeah. she's seeing her old friends <laughs> and that loop. And it's just like a reminiscing. It's almost like she went back to high school. It's like a reunion or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wonder upon my second watch kind of feeling more, the emotions of the scene and what she's feeling and mm-hmm. gosh, how far she's come when we used to kind of argue, is she sentient or is, does she have consciousness? Like obviously now we just assume it, but um, I wonder if some of that stuff kind of dulled her a little bit that she didn't pick up what was going on because they were p- completely played. Well, they had to know they were walking into a trap. Yeah, Didn't I mean, they? they did. They said as much last episode, yeah. but they still did it, right? Like, yeah. she got a little overconfident. As I mean, there's not somebody manipulating her, is there? And her programming? I don't think so. I don't know. I had never, I had not thought of that before. She's been around these other hosts. She keeps talking about upgrades. She's connected to them. Could it be that by plugging in we've seen her plug directly into the uh colonel right who she killed outside Mm -hmm. her cabin we saw Mm -hmm. her mind meld with the senator and she is obviously walking around that park she hears the noise she hears the hum that you were one of the first people in the universe to pick up on andy (laughs) kudos to you she hears that hum so i hadn't thought of that that's well there's something going on with her and like what you had mentioned this, I think last week or maybe the week before, I don't remember when we were talking about it. Are the other people getting stronger or is she getting weaker? Yeah. Cause she struggles again in this one mm-hmm. and maybe she is getting weaker. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, I, I thought of it when you said that and I was interested by it and it just occurred to me that this would be another argument for the fact that she's possibly getting weaker, not necessarily everybody else is getting stronger. And you know what, Andy, the door, her, her, miraculously being able to open the door at the instant that he could stop his daughter. Yeah. Oh, that was a hundred. I think that was not her doing that. I don't, I don't for a second believe that. Doesn't that say that maybe all the other times it wasn't her either? Yeah, it sure could be. You know, even up to the Senator freeze all motor functions, it just Mm -hmm. like it was shutting down anyway, or almost like this is all part of some big plan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, I mean, I think that there there's there's evidence to that. We'll talk about that, too, when we talk about, obviously, the the sublime and what Bernard experienced. But um, I have a couple things that I'd like to talk about. There were some screenshots that I put up on the Facebook page of the trials and we see the uh, assistant deputy of uh counterterrorism or whatever he was and um there's a lot of navarro yeah navarro there's a lot of interesting stuff up on the screen there about what test it is and it's called chrysalis project chrysalis yeah and we also had the mariposa which you have uh translated here is actually spanish for butterfly 
Yep. So yeah, the Butterfly Club and the Mariposa, it basically means the same thing. But also Chrysalis is connected butter, to that. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. yep, it's the state that it it cha- it's changing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that speaks to what's going on with the people, right? They're be- going to become something new after getting out of the Chrysalis, right? That's yep. like the cocoon, correct? Isn't it? Correct. Correct. Hmm. So I thought that that stuff was kind of. Did you find anything else that was yeah. interesting about the noise, the hum, or any of that stuff? I mean, I suspect that each one of those little, like there was six or seven distinct. I tried to rewatch a little bit of that after I saw your notes. I tried to rewatch a little bit of it and try and tie. I couldn't quite get it figured out, but it seemed that each sequence of notes might be one advancement on that scale on the screenshot. You can see like stage one, stage two or whatever. I can't, I don't have the screenshot right in front of me, but yes, it was, it was active trial group one subject actions, project chrysalis infrasound inducted obedience trial, harmonic tone sequence, tone seven active INST hard prompt. So they were like prompting them, it was very simple. It was just like what we've seen so far with all the flied yep. people is they come, they do an action and then they die. Right. In this sense, yeah. they're making them kill themselves in the, in the other two instances um, with the Senator's wife and with the guy at the Hoover dam, they elicit that, you know, for, he asked for the, the, um, the command from William, which yep. is like, you can, you can rest now. And, uh, and the, of course, the senator's wife charges at Caleb and kind of forces him to kill her. And um, I, I wonder, too, if it's interesting that, the, that we see the DOJ guy being the guy that shoots himself. A guy like that is going to be noticeable if he's missing. So does that mean that when they've done this, they've also replaced that guy in real yes, life? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe because it's a, it, 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 it makes sense, right? Because they kept alive the senator's wife to test her. They kept yep. this guy alive to test, but they replaced him. Yep. Um, but let's see what else they had. Oh, shout out to Jenny. That guy, uh, I'm just looking at the picture now. Oh, we'll talk about it later. But the helmet with the camera on the head. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. funny. But she put up a post about that. But let me see. Yeah, they have, there wasn't, I wasn't able to recognize any of the other people on the screen. I kind of was looking to see, oh, are we going to recognize someone here? But it was interesting the way there's a nice picture of the actual tower-like device that they find there. Yeah, it kind of looks like an inverted tower. Yeah, yep, definitely does. And uh, I mean, there's no question that the design of this area, too, was slightly different and more like what we see of the tower, especially also in Bernard's visions mm-hmm. and the sublime um but this is this is all connected um and now we've seen it this is like the only thing that crosses all the timelines or or you know yeah i will just call them that because it is timelines right the tower and this hum is also in christina's world and it's also here well, technically, I don't think we've actually heard this noise in the in Christina's world. We've just heard characters refer to it. I'm assuming it's the same thing. At least I don't. Th- I mean, we've heard True. the we've heard the whole we've heard the couple hosts 
or we've heard the bad date hum, right? But we haven't heard, and maybe that's the, the full, new form of this. Yes, yeah, yeah. I th- no, you're right. We're getting a, a obviously a way more. I mean, it's explained right here. It's saying right. It's telling us what it is. It's using sound, mm-hmm. right? Or and also when Maeve says to Caleb, "You can't hear it," so it's a thing that hosts or things under the influence in that realm will hear. Yep. Um, but I, but yeah, I find it really that connection to me is the most interesting thing. Is that this exists in christina's world why what i don't know i mean i have an idea i put a little post about it i'd like to hear what you think about it that somehow christina is there to learn or overcome or defeat this like somehow being trained in a world where this exists or I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a middle timeline where, because I can see now, I think this episode very kind of gives us a good idea of the whole Caleb, Maeve, Bernard, Tubb stuff, like that there could be a time jump there. But still, what is going on with Christina? This just. Well, you know. some of, I've got some, I've got more thoughts about Christina, but it's, I, I've kind of been teasing it this whole time. I've got a big, huge thing that kind of all links together a little bit. And the Christina thing might be a part of it. And I'll I'll wait till we get to some other stuff before I get into that because it all feeds into each other. But okay. I do think the Christina timeline is the farthest timeline away. I think it's even oh. past Bernard's timeline. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Because I had initially thought it was the middle. But I like that. I I, I mean, so I that, no... that's part of it. I'll, I'll get to the rest of it when we get to because I, I want us to finish this part of the conversation first okay. before I start Ooh. diving into that because it's... It's a more of an all-encompassing grand theory. Kind I don't have of, kind I don't, of. I don't really have much. We can move on to the sublime stuff. I don't really have much more. I just, I mean, I I enjoyed the park. We talked a lot of on the IR about maybe it's like a little. It's it's all it's almost. I I still upon the rewatch too. It even like kind of hit me more what let this park is like more low rent than Westworld a bit. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, it just doesn't see it. uh, It's like showing through the seams that it's not really there for the people, you know, Uh, for sure. It's go bots to transformers. I mean, it's, it's definitely. So, and I feel like that's on purpose. Cause I just, I don't know if I'm mistaken by this, but I did, you know, after the first episode, I went back and I rewatched a lot of the Chaloris stuff. And especially mm-hmm. when she was uh, in this season and towards the end of last season after she got burned up and shit. And just her attitude, she has that similar Wyatt Dolores attitude when she was fucking with Teddy and mm-hmm. just doing whatever she wanted and was and was kind of mocking people in her actions right um show uh using symbols and stuff i feel like this is what chaloris is doing and i feel like and she, oh go ahead she's a, she, she definitely could i i mean i'm kind of in that same mode she definitely could just be she just wants to fuck with the humans yes and yeah. she just that's part of one one of the reasons why i, I mean maybe Maybe Caleb is related to MIB. Say Caleb is his son or something. And that's why she's important because she wants to take out MIB's son just like her daughter was killed. Her, I mean, her 
not her real daughter, mm. but the daughter she came to basically adopt when That's she interesting. became the robot. Or, I mean, maybe she just wants to screw with Caleb because he's connected to William somehow. You love this idea that they're connected. I do. <laughs> I love the no, the thing is the stuff on the screens is always important, and they uh, they put that same number on both of them. I just can't get that out of my head. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to the grave for that. They probably never come back to it and drop it. But yeah, so I I don't know. That's yeah, but I think t- this could just be Hale just torturing humans and screwing with them and being like, you guys, you guys made us your slaves. Now I'm gonna pay back as a bitch, kind of a thing. Yeah, and I'm just and and also that attitude, like you know, the bread and circuses. Like I'm just gonna give you the minimal amount because you yeah. fuckers will take anything. Which is how did true. you uh, before we leave the the uh, the sub levels there? I don't think this is the case, but there's no way this is a second level, another Easter egg level, is it? No, no, I don't. I don't think, think so. so either. You gotta and, think it. But um, yeah, I, I don't and think so. What did you think about the the MIB attacks? Oh, very good. I, oh, nice. I'm glad you uh, brought this up. Definitely multiple MIBs. That was yes. not one guy. That that was not one host. That was multiple. I'm surprised anybody thinks that it wasn't. I mean, that's, yeah. I thought that was pretty obvious, but I I loved it because it actually he is that version of MIB is basically becoming Yul Brenner from the Westworld movie. Yes. Because that's totally, what, I mean, what totally. Yul Brenner in that Westworld movie is the Terminator. He just yep. goes around and doesn't say anything. I mean, Ed Harris says more than Yul Brenner ever did in that movie, but he just goes around and kicks the shit out of people and kills everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I like, I love the new, the, the, the MIB army that she's got. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And I do want to say, I brought this up on the IR that, and I'd like to hear what you, if you, think that this is correct or if this is a correct could be a reading after what happened to Chaloris and the way that wearing this face even though she is a, a version of Dolores she became someone new she fell in love with her son and her husband and her life mm-hmm. and right and she actually felt like she had to save Delos right she's frantically calling we have the <laughs> hotel scene all that stuff you think maybe she's making multiple copies of William because she's afraid that if she does successfully make one that becomes conscious, it's fucking William and he's horrible. <laughs> you know, like I just that's I think it's kind of dangerous for I know she had to use him because yeah. He, owns Stalos, right he's now the only surviving board member right well and we even we even talked about that a little bit last week is like is mib one of these mib is going to be like like the actual yeah. mib come out and william come out and try to take over or try to take her out That's, and i think she'd be she'd be stupid if she didn't think that at some point with the yeah. history that that character has had and that pearl has had with and her own even experience going back to yes. yeah. yeah her own experience that what can happen to a fragile mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, a developing mind, new mind, even baby-like as she is, right? Yeah. In a sense. I think that that's an interesting point. Whether or not that's going to go anywhere, I don't know. But yeah. I do think it's an interesting point. Why show that there's multiple versions of him, right? Like, I think that that's, you know, she's got a plan. What, whose plan that is? We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about what what Bernard, we get to see Bernard again. First off, 
Bernard is the best. I love Bernard. He is the best character on the show. He's always been my favorite character. Season two is my favorite because we're like seeing it through Bernard's eyes. I think he's the key to so much. All interesting stuff happens around him. And this is no, uh, this is, this is uh, the same, I should say. This is awesome, awesome stuff. I absolutely loved it. What did you think of Bernard's trip into the sublime? I, this is the, I mean, I loved the fly stuff and the horror elements of that, but this is the real, I mean, this is what puts this episode, my favorite of the season is everything with Bernard. Like you said, he is awesome. We, it's, it's, he's like the best type of supporting character. We never get too much Bernard. And when we, every time he's off the screen, we're like, we want more. So it's, and it was, I loved everything about it. I watched the Bernard stuff three times. All of it. <laughs> I mean, I just, it was, oh, I, it's, I don't even know where to start because it was so damn awesome. Well, let's start at the start. We are seeing, what we are seeing is what that like immediately happens when he goes into the sublime uh, at the end, uh, during, I should say, at the end of the season finale. So I thought that was kind of cool how we're in a sense going back. But yep. by the time we see it, it's already time is moving so fast <laughs> that yeah. it's actually in the future somehow, right? Like that's kind of <laughs> fun. But he kind of goes through a bunch of scenes, Arnold's house. I, I um, think before we even start with that, I think I put it in the top of the notes because I think this is important for a different storyline in this in this season all of the sublime is in the letterbox again yep which to me means that christina is not in a simulation because all of her scenes are in regular regular aspect ratio i that's very interesting they always have represented a virtual world in that way mm-hmm. um that's pretty consistent because that's what the, all the sublime stuff in season or the simulation stuff in season two all that stuff with yep. they went to letterbox every time. Yep. And all of the Christina, I went back and looked at a bunch of the Christina stuff just to make sure. And it's all in the regular full screen, not letterboxed aspect ratio. So I think that confirms to me at least that Dolores is not in a simulation. I, or not Dolores, Christina. I can um I don't I still don't know. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I, I have I have other I have other ideas that I, I will get to later. That's part of my okay. other thing. All right. So all right. Um but I like that though, but that's de- definitely something to uh pay attention to because that is consistent with what we've seen before. Um the first thing that Bernard sees is the maze puzzle, the little game, right, on the ground. Yep. But it's and, well, and, we, and yeah, we see it as a reflection in his eye, too, is the first thing oh, we see. Oh, really. yeah. And we hear his son say, Dad, open your eyes. Yep. And then he runs away. Then we get the whole Dolores tree burning up with the horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Westworld at Sweetwater. We see the horse. We also see the wolf, too. Um, mm-hmm. then we, then he kind of walks right through it into the insight riots. Um, and then we get, oh, and then you had something which is, which I picked up on too. Cause it kind of looked like Dolores, but it wasn't, which yeah. is like a poster of a woman with like black stuff coming out of like stuff coming out of her eyes and around mm-hmm. her. And I thought it was Dolores. Actually, I think it's going up instead of down. 
right? Like, I yeah, think that, it might. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. I didn't take a screenshot of that. The the way it was featured, it seemed to be featured awfully prominently yes. in the middle of the screen. Yeah. So I I thought it was important to note. Yeah, I saw that too, and yeah, it kind of looked like Dolores. It could have been. Um, and then he gets to this tower that we've heard spoken of and that we've seen some drawings and pictures of. Um, the, I love that design. It reminds me of, uh, there's a great uh, documentary, Rivers and Tides, with this artist, Andrew Goldsworthy. And, I have see, I saw Rivers uh, and Tides in a theater. That's an awesome movie. <laughs> a girl I was dating was extremely artsy. and It was like, yeah. I wanted to go see, I think, X-Men 2. And she wanted to go see Rivers and Tides. And of course, we went to see Rivers and Tides. That it is, does remind me of that. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, it's very much like the stuff he kind of makes. Um, it's kind of cool because it reminded me of, again, it reminded me of the world that Christina's in, where there seems to be a mix of the natural and the technology and the old and the new. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting kind of design aesthetic. And it's picked up on the inside too, but then it's in, it's done. It looks like it's like uh, some kind of plastic or mold, whatever. I don't know what it's made out of, right? I had but, a lot of vibes of 2001, the set, yeah. like the set designs of 2001 when they're in the space station and all that stuff before they go on the journey. You know what I'm talking yep. about. Obviously, you've seen yeah. that movie a million times, but it had, and even with the red and the white contract, I mean, it, yeah. it had that just like a lot of this series had a lot of Kubrick feels to that set design of that. Yeah, definitely. It was very cool. And it did also though, have shades of the Delos building with the kind of sweeping like, uh, structures kind of oval like, and a lot of circular mixed with straight and, and 90 degree angles. And then a, a curvature next to it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of similar. Um, and then he sees, uh, our old friend Akacheta, which was awesome. And he was chilling. Uh-huh. He was he, cold. He reminded me a lot of, uh, when he made an appearance in, I think it was season two, cause you yeah. actually see him before you see him in, in Westworld, you see him selling the park to Logan yeah. Yeah. in the bar. It reminded me a lot of that version of him. Definitely. And I like that too. And he seems so calm and he, he, he's the guide. He is in a sense, he's acting kind of like Logan did when they went into the forge. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, he, and he has a similar kind of attitude where he's just very calm, asking some questions, explaining to Bernard what he already saw was he created this world. And he, and he's saying, why are you going through your past Bernard? Why are you, Oh, you love them. Don't you? And I thought yep. that that was really interesting getting back to that because we do get lost in the puzzle of this show. But one of the great things about it is that I think characters like Dolores, Bernard, Maeve have shown more love for humanity than the humans have. I would agree. You know, and I think that that is a, a an interesting point of view right away to kind of settle him in. Hey, look, this is your place, Bernard, you know, Mm -hmm. you've created it. Everything you're seeing is because you are comfortable or want to see it that way. But I think it's interesting that he says you're replaying the past, but this tower is not from a past that we know that Bernard is in and he's been asleep the whole time. So right. Or not asleep, but you know, in the hotel, 
So I thought that that was interesting. Why was that included? Because that is, it's almost like in the same way that he's granted this, um, these visions of the Rehoboam like visions of the future, right? He can see every iteration, as you said, the Dr. Strange or whatever, right? Yeah. I think you or Justin might've said that. Yep. I definitely, um, I think both of us actually have said that on different occasions. So, and, I mean, I guess I just took that as that was one of the, that was the most likely, um, the most likely path of what was going to happen or something. I guess I, I didn't think of it any deeper than that, but it is now that you're saying it, that we yeah. haven't seen that yet. Right. That is Why strange. is it there, Andy? He, and it, it's in a sense, it points to his precognition before he has it, which points to the fact of like the loop of time, which is that he, of course, as soon as he entered the sublime, that he has all that information, right? Yeah, there is no time. Yeah, you download it instantaneously. Yeah. So I think that the, that, but it's interesting to me that that's the steps, right? Mm -hmm. The steps are the, hit Arnold to the, kind of Dolores. The you see like the the massacre, whichever massacre it could have been, one of many at Westworld. Yeah into yep. the incite riots and then into the tower. And that's where he has the discussion with him. So is this, I just am kind of thinking like there's so much, so many symbols here with the white horse and the wolves. And we've seen them before. Is this tower somehow going to be something that Bernard, it's not a, it's not against him. It's a place of comfort. It's a place uh, where he feels he cre he wants to be there, right? He created these places. The other ones are from the past, but why is he at this tower? I don't know. I don't know if I have any well, answer to do, it. Do you think there's any 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 uh, significance to the white horse? The white horse is in every stop that he's at, except for the except for his house. Well, you know, I mean, many people have had a white horse in the show. Um, someone wrote in the chat in the IR that it was a symbol of enlightenment and like mm -hmm. a guide. Um, well, that's, I, I got the feeling it was a guide and this goes back to the whole, is there a giant plan being laid there? Is there yeah. a piece of somebody we know in, in the sublime? And that's what the white horse is representing, guiding him through these places. Is Ford, right? Ford or, well, I think if it was Ford, it would be the Greyhound because Ford was yeah. signified as the Greyhound a couple of times in the past. But could it be Dolores, like the, the the same Dolores that allowed Bernard to live? It could. Be. I don't know. I don't know. I I, th I think it's just it's I that like white that. horse was featured it, way too much to not be important. I thought. And it is. I mean, that's Dolores's horse, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah, what I think I'm, of first. Many people have had it, but I think of Dolores yeah. on the blue in the blue outfit. Yeah, that's my, my first, horse. that was my first image too. Yeah. When I saw the white horse, I'm like, oh, Dolores's horse. And then so, you have I mean, like the tree, it's almost, it's like maybe the tree burns, but she's in the horse now. Mm -hmm. She's changed, right? She's transmorgified or something into something different for the time being. If that, in fact, what is what Christina ends up being, perhaps even in the future, it doesn't, you know, time doesn't really have a meaning then. But I think it's not, I think it's good to take it as it is, right? I mean, we, I think we have learned that 
we err most often and uh many theorizationals <laughs> new word i invented <clears throat> by go you know we like to go deep and have fun but a lot of time you know take what the show shows you and if that yeah. horse is but is uh is dolores it led him there to have this conversation then to as soon as they're talking about it um they have the conversation about and you have it in the notes. He says, in your world, time is a straight line. One year there is a millennium here. We use that time to build worlds, models of possibilities, simulations of all the paths your world could take. Past a certain point in your world, all paths lead to destruction. You must intervene before then if there's any hope. And then he gets all these flashes. And I couldn't, it was real. I like that they up their game with how fast they went. Yeah. This was part of the thing I watched three times. I'm sitting there hitting my remote on the pause button as quickly as I can to, to try and get all these. Yeah. I, this part I loved because this led me down to some roads I hadn't been thinking of before. Yes. Well, there's a lot of stuff. There's the hotel room, the desert. Then there's there, what you said too. It's like a large room with like green old tech. Yep. Dials like the, and yeah. Like looks like the Hoover dam. Yep. And that then, was my first guess. Yeah. But, and then there's like a bunch of tunnels, which kind of, that might be the dam or under the park, but they kind of lead also into the tower and the webs and stuff. Mm-hmm. We see a New York city skyline, we see it a couple different times and sometimes it looks a little different or maybe it's a little smoky. I couldn't really tell. Yeah. Um, we see sweet water. We see, uh, temperance, um, deserted, right? Yep. It's deserted and it's aged. It's, I mean, it looks like it's been abandoned. Mm -hmm. Um, then we see some of those Delos riot bot. That's the one where they're like red in the white. Yep, the big that, red bots. Yep. Yeah, that flashes a couple times. We see the diner again. Um, and there's a weird shot that you picked on too, where like someone's reaching or something's in the, the, the it looks like almost the sand is kind of caving in, like a bug comes out, like a beetle mm-hmm. or something. Um, a lot of crazy stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Well, the that's the thing that's the most interesting is the temperance, the deserted and aged one, I think. And I've got, that's also part of my thing that I'm going to talk about here. We're almost to the point where I want to talk about it. So. Talk about it, Andy, just do it. Baby. Okay. Okay. Cause it, it, it goes with the condemned lands and the park and all that, and what's a park and what isn't now I it's, I've just kind of been fleshing this out a little bit tonight, so it's not completely fine tuned yet, but, the condemned lands, I think, are where the temperance park is. Wherever that park is, that's where it is. I think Bernard and Stubbs are in the future, obviously, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. And I think I think uh, Frankie is Caleb's daughter. That's part of why I think that, too. Before I saw that thing that HBO tweeted, I was already on this line of thinking anyways. Um, and one of, in the, the flash, we see the abandoned temperance. If And one of the things that... Uh, Bernard says to see is that, oh, and the other, the other mercen- are not mercenaries, freedom fighters or whatever they are said, what you want is buried in the sand. Well, I think that's a reference. We've seen tons of references to season one and mirrors of season one. I think that's a reference to season one as well. If you remember Escalante, the spot where the white church was, was buried in the sand 
and because it was used for beta yes. testing. Yes. Yeah, this baby. Is, Temperance Park was used for beta testing. They even said that in the episode a couple episodes, or was it last episode? Whenever they showed up there, last episode. And she said it's this used for beta testing. There was even a diagnostic lab below the church, just like in Temperance. There is a beta, there's a there's a lab underneath where stuff is going on. I think the same thing is gonna happen to Temperance, whether it gets a nuclear bomb or something, Temperance is gonna be there. I think my guess is this ties into what the weapon is too. I think the weapon is going to be Maeve and I think they're going to find Maeve somewhere in there. That's who Bernard is going to get. And she's deactivated or she's in prison somewhere. He knows she's there. She could have survived all that time because she's a host. She doesn't need food. She doesn't need anything. I think Bernard is going there to reactivate Maeve. I think, I also think why, um, why the reason why Akacheta says it's almost too late for humanity is that, Hale has enslaved most of what's left of the human race. And that's what's in that New York tower based park that, that uh, Christina is in. I think the, I think the opening credits of season four even tell us this when the, when the, there's the, you see the people banging on the glass. I think that's symbolizing the people that are in this park. I think Bernard is trying to go get Christina. Oops. Uh, yeah. He's trying to get Christina to lead an uprising in the park, the same way Dolores did in season one in Westworld. And I think Bernard is also the one who sent Teddy in there. I th- that's why I think the Christina timeline is the furthest along the line. I think this Bernard stuff takes place sometime before the Christina timeline we've seen so far, if that makes sense. Yes. I, I think that's where things this. are going. Yeah. I love all of this, Andy. I, um, I think it all makes sense. I think that if it would, it would gel why, there are these condemned lands and the, and the, this city is where, why the only question I have is why keep the people in that city? That's, you know what I mean? Like what, is it also host to, or is it, is it, is it a reverse park? Like we've been talking about and these condemned lands is just an area where, like you said, I mean, it's if it's far in the future, and as we know from Brett, uh, bring uh, reminding yeah, us of that thing, yeah. the timeline thing that there's going to be there could be possibly, and if people don't remember what we're talking about, this is what Rehoboam's plan, which is has been enacted, mm-hmm. um, would uh, result in, which is two mass casualty events within like fifteen or so years after. And then even worse stuff happening down the line. Um, I like this, Andy. Well, I and I've, I, I I've think got it's a little, interesting. Part of what you're saying about the why, why, why would they be keeping the humans? I have a kind of a side thing that this is part that I haven't quite fleshed out because I haven't figured out how it, I think it all fits together in my head. But they've all they've been saying Christina is a human, and I have always been saying it's bullshit. Don't believe anything Nolan and Joy say. What if she is a human? What if? The project, like a sort of a human. What if the project that Hale is trying to do, the new thing she's trying to create, is a hybrid? Because maybe she want. I mean, maybe hosts want to be able to reproduce, and they want to be able to die, and that, they want they want to do that by merging with humans. Well, hey, that was what Dolores wanted to do, and she is Dolores, right? Like that Dolores also turned in, off, you know. In the opening credits, there's body printers, and they're printing humans. They're not printing hosts. In this season of four episode, I mean the 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 credits in the 
beginning of the episode like this season. I like all of this, Andy. Everything comes full circle. The, the humans create the hosts, and now the hosts create the humans. I don't know. I might be way out there, but I, I say I haven't got it fully baked yet, but I, this is kind of where my mind is headed. I I like it. I really like it. And, um, you know, I was I was going along the lines that it was it was a virtual world and that that's somehow that's what's under the sand, that it's Chaloris, that this wherever she's living well, is and that's, under there. Until I saw until I saw that that uh, that flash. Well, the two things, the letterboxing at the beginning mm. when Bernard is in the sublime and Christina's scenes not being in the letterbox and the flash of the of uh, of temperance being aged and yes everything and and by rewatch when i rewatch i'm glad i rewatched the whole series because i would not have remembered the stuff about the church being buried all that stuff together it like all clicked for me at the same time like and they've they're doing all kinds of other nods to season one well i mean season one was about basically the creation of these hosts is this the creation of the new race is this and you think the condemned lands too that could be when the um that because that ah, that's where I'm getting kind of caught up on it is, is that if they, if that is the park, we, I just think they have to burst the Hoover down. <laughs> like they have, to, because again, it's fucking Ford's thing, right? Like you got to flood uh-huh. the Valley. Um, well, and then Teddy's what last was name is Teddy it? flood. Yeah. And what, yep, you're right. And what was underneath it? Remember that was where, uh, the forge was. And mm-hmm. uh, they were able to, uh, and the cradle yeah, and whatnot. I, I didn't like the Hoover Dam bursting thing that, thing that much until I started going down this road. And I'm like, yeah, I think it does have to happen now. It's all I mean, coming it's, together. We we yeah. may not, they're all, they're pointing us towards it. And I like, I think that the idea that they are at the park, which I think makes perfect sense. And that that's what they're going to find is Maeve. I like that very much because I think that that might fool people that are like me thinking that it's Christina or Dolores. That's the weapon. Well, and that's what I thought at first for a long time. And then when I was rewatching it and like I said, the the two things, the letterboxing and that, that flash of the, of the top of temperance. Let me ask you this, Andy, we did talk just, I don't know, about 40 minutes ago about how Maeve seems to be kind of behind the times now and maybe not mm-hmm. up, not upgraded or the, maybe that comes to her advantage at this point or something, or I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Cause they are playing around with that idea. Maybe it's the other way around and she's really expanding. Maybe she's more powerful than we think. And it's a ruse. Yeah, that, that could be, well, it- the thing is, for this whole thing, for my whole thing to work here, though, she'll have to be deactivated or she'll have to be imprisoned mm-hmm. or something. So in order for that to happen, she ha- either has to be up against somebody even stronger than she is or. That could happen right quick. You know? Yeah. Caleb just got the got flied. What the fuck's going to happen to her? There's got to be something coming for her right away. Right. And the, uh, the other thing I was going to mention, too, that I had in my notes about this, too, is that it would also make sense in the way that Dolores was the first host, Christina be the first host hybrid, whatever. Definitely. Um, my other, my other thing about the weapon that I thought, I thought was a vague possibility. I don't really believe this one either, but what if it's William? What if the season two stinger we're going to see and Bernard is using an Emily to use the, the fidelity that we see to trick them. 
and that's why there's so many different copies so they can sneak a copy in there and, and we don't know where when hale put i like put that. him on deep freeze what if bernard knows that william is there on deep freeze and like is trying that. to make him the first because doesn't he say Ooh. something about i'm going to save the human race or something yeah. isn't there some crazy line <laughs> like that yeah yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I like the Maeve one way better, but I think the William one is also an interesting one to think hey, about. It, it work. It works many different ways. I like what you said, particularly about the city. I'm thinking more and why this is starting to click because that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out is why is she there? She seems to be being led in a certain way by these people in her life. If Bernard mm -hmm. could somehow hack the system and get certain people to you maybe using the tower, maybe Bernard's using the tower. Well, and they, they, mean, you know, what I, oh, go ahead. we've only seen two people with maze, Bernard and Christina. Yep. They're the only two that have, that, that. I mean, Bernard has showed it to other people, but Bernard is obviously using that maze a lot again. I mean, that's, I think it would make, I think a lot of it would, how he would get, how he could hack it. That's why I think that's I love down that idea though, because isn't that a great reveal that all of a sudden, like we see Teddy again, or we get involved in a story and then all of a sudden we just hear, hello, Christina. And it tur she turns around and it's, she's like, kind and of there's a recognition. There's a scene too, where, um, right after, right after, um, what's it? Bernard wakes up and, uh, he goes into the bathroom and sends Stubbs outside to go get the shovel. What the hell was, what was Bernard and Bernard was in there for a few seconds. What was he doing there? Did he, I mean, there's a time where he could have gotten Teddy out somehow. I don't know how that would have happened, but. That's interesting. That's an interesting, well, yeah, we don't know what he brought with him in his brain too, right? Like yeah. but talk about upgrades. Bernard definitely got an upgrade. He you got he, that right. He came out when he came out of that. He was the strongest Bernard we've ever seen in this show. We, I mean, yeah. remember and the he can control. I think you, you mentioned it on the on the IR. He can control the Terminator mode now. He doesn't need the button and the yeah. Like when he whips the hell, he takes the chain off and whips them and the with Stubbs listening to call me. Yeah. Eating, I love that, that scene. Oh, that was but great. also, just think about Bernard's journey from the first being like not even knowing he was a host to being yeah. basically malfunctioning all of season two to last yeah, season really. where his, his, you know, like as I've repeatedly said, he never became the foil. He just kind of yeah. bounced around and then went to get William and then went over here. Like what the fuck was he doing? Right. Like he was, not, al he was always kind of walking around yeah. with like looking at his feet and adjusting and, his glasses all the yep. time. He doesn't even wear the glasses anymore. Now he walks with a purpose and exactly. Yeah. He is definitely upgraded working towards a purpose and, and he wants to save humanity. I mean, I feel I, again, I, I think we both agree that underlying all of this is Ford's plan, Dolores's plan. There is a point at which um, he that he's talking to Akacheta, or no, 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 he's talk he he's he's talking to uh, um, uh, Stubbs, and he says something like, oh, "Things are going the way they should," right? Mm -hmm. Or or wait, what is it when it? Maybe it's when he's talking to Akacheta that he says something like 
things are progressing in that direction or there's a, oh we are, i think you know what i even i even ha- i actually have well i think this is the quote you're looking for in the sublime i saw all the worlds that might have been and all the worlds that could come most of them end in disaster but if i can trigger a certain series of events then we have a small chance of making it we are still on the right track yeah and that he says that to Stubbs. And, and I think, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think that that's in reference, not just to um, the the information that he got to, from the sublime, but in reference to the Rehoboam plan, Dolores's plan, whatever was set in motion, even going as far back as I need to, I think that I need to go back and watch some of what Ford said towards the end of the season. Because especially when he was talking that last part, when he talks to Dolores, um, because I think that there is a bit of that in there that you'll see that I can't remember exactly what he says about. You'll see many things uh, and you'll but he basically makes reference to the fact that she'll be fighting herself, right? That it may in order to achieve, there has to be that cornerstone, that pain, right? That they can build a new society can be built off of. So it does make sense. All of this stuff, these mass casualty events, these kind of Armageddons um, are a part of the plan. And like you said, Bernard also says when he's talking to Akachetti, he says, in every scenario, in every scenario, I die. Yep. But then he's in almost every scenario, he says. Almost? The, or I thought he said every. Well, yeah, he says that. And Akachita says almost. He says you won't die if you stay here. No, there's I, I maybe I should go back and watch it again. But he says he, he says not all. You still have time. And that's when he says that's when he I thought, gives him the line. I, you must intervene past a yeah, certain point. It all leads to destruction. Yeah, I, I no, I mean, I what I I think we might just be a different. Uh, <laughs> what I uh, I might have misunderstood. No, you, no, I understand I what, what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I think yeah. that 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 is in reference. He gives a glimmer of hope after Bernard says that. Maybe I. It's possible we we are picking it apart, but I think I I should watch it again. I could be wrong, but my impression. I, guess I thought. I thought what it was was that he could still save humanity, but if he if he goes, he dies. If he stays in the sublime, he he lives. That's what I is what I, that's that's what I thought Akachetta said, but I I could be wrong on that too. But that was what I took it to mean. But I don't I don't have the I don't have the heavy duty notes on that little part, so I don't know for sure. I again I could be wrong as well. I I can't remember every single line of dialogue, but I do. <laughs> no, but, I, I but I do remember. That's why lines. I write everything down because my memory is shit. So, <laughs> well, I do remember though while I was watching it, thinking to myself, "Okay, does this mean that Bernard is going to die?" Because it happened while I was rewatching. I remember he said it, and then I thought that Akjeta came back at him and said, "Not all of them." Something along that line. Because I think that in the notes, this might be transposed. I thought that the past a certain point happened after when they were looking at this city, when he, after he's looking at the city burn. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what we're seeing here is, and even if he does say die, there's obviously, Westworld has always had 
this, this theme that just like what William says, I have to break you to make you stronger, right? Yep. The cornerstone, the event that creates the consciousness that b- you build upon, right? This pain. And if we transpose that from an individual into a society, what Akacheta and Bernard are talking about could have many different meanings, right? Yeah. Like I don't, yep. I can't take it at its, at its, um, plainest because it, you have to go a little bit deeper. And when you do that, you realize that they could just be talking in, in kind of metaphor that this yeah, world has to burn to rise again. Yeah. And when you take into the other things that they've always said about your, 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 you don't die until the, or you're always alive until the last person that dies remembers or the last person that remembers you dies. And yeah. that I can't, I, I'm butchering the hell out of that quote, but you know what I'm, no one's ever really dead in Westworld. So, yep. And then either is this world. I think I have to say it is kind of, it's really fun that they're just going to like go to like a post-apocalyptic, like after a whole season, almost half a season of like the world falling apart, then, then it kind of, you see, oh, you know what? It kind of fell apart, but it's kind of back together seven, eight years later. But then guess what? It continues and it's going to fall apart again. And I think that they are kind of teaching us this lesson. And I think there is a lot of birth and like a cycle that goes on the loop, right? It's not just the hosts that are in it. That's what I think Rhea Bowen brought to the show, which was the brilliant part of season three, that idea of this long range and of looking at all the simulate, all the possibilities, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting too that that's what they're doing there in the sublime and is the, because when it was first presented to us, right. And they all walked into it. It seemed like they're just going to kind of live in a digital, like, you know, a West world, right? Like something they recognize, yeah. but because they're, it's so, you know, because they're, they have so much time and they can do all this different stuff. They've found all these, this information and it points to the West that the Westworld Immortality Project, all the data that is in there, it has to be greater than Rehoboam, right? Because in a sense, it's not the same thing. Rehoboam had all these different idea, uh, all these different um, iterations of what could happen. But in order for it to happen, it had to manipulate human beings, right? Yeah, it, and it, it also needed it needed the base data, and it needed it was it's running projections all the time and running yes. analytics. But and it, even though the, the sublime kind of became that, though, I think. Well, that's because the interesting thing is that because they're they even said that we've been spending. Uh, Akachetta even says something like we're we've been running simulations and we've been running possibilities of what's going to happen. So the sublime is actually doing the same thing that Rehoboam did. Well, that's what I'm, but that's what I'm trying to delve into. Is it really doing the same thing that Rehoboam did? Because what Rehoboam did is project out to get to a certain place. And the place it wanted to get to was a place where humanity went past all this destruction. In essence, Sorak and his brother want they wanted to do the same thing that Bernard is saying. He wanted to save humanity, but the way mm-hmm. they went about doing it 
was to take all the deviants out yeah and also manipulate all the people in the world yeah. but bernard doesn't seem to be doing that he said if i can trigger a certain sequence so it's like he is kind of fucking with shit but perhaps he's giving it a little bit more of its letting it run well, there's course a little bit more he's not taking any players off the field yeah it's 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 where it, rehoboam was taking up taking the taking the bad players yeah. and pulling them off the court where and manipulating Bernard, everyone else at the yeah. same time so i was it's it's I, I think there i like what you're saying it's i can't figure out the right way to put it but yeah Me neither the, andy i'm trying Bernard to work is, my way through it is it the yeah. same thing or isn't it i don't know well what, what do people think i wonder i think it is but i think it's a better version of it it's like the it's like the second ver like the improved version because because even if they don't realize it, they're doing, they're basically doing the same thing, but they're not taking out all the variables. They're leaving the variables in and figuring out a way to still get to that point of it, harmony it, or it's kind of like halfsies, it. right? It's like riding. It's, it's kind of like, instead of trying to control the ocean, he's trying to navigate it, you know, mm -hmm. in a sense, right? Like he can see where the bumps are. Cause he also says when he comes out of the hotel room, that you talked about and he was definitely did seem like he was doing something in there that we even got like a Stubbs looking at him kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He says to Stubbs, I want to do, I, I want to, before we go on our plan or whatever, I, I have to test out that we're on the right timeline or whatever. And yeah. is that test what happened at the diner and then meeting See, it's, um, that's what I find interesting. How long does the tech, like he says, Hey, we seem to be on the right one. And then they have the joke about what happens if I ordered pancakes or whatever. Right. Or yeah. Am I, am I gonna, there's a funny line there. I had one of them, the, uh, so if I ordered a BLT right now, we'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. The, well, I, I kind of took it as like, it's almost like, it's almost like he is, I'm sure you remember these books. Um, it's almost like a choose your own adventure book, except he's read the entire book. So he knows which choice it does which. So like one of the things he does, like one of the things when he first comes out is Stubbs makes the joke about the, uh, you didn't even bring a snow globe. And then Bernard immediately says, okay, I've already eliminated half the possibilities. So he can already throw half of those out that he knows those aren't going to happen. Yeah. So he's literally just every little thing. He, Bernard has memorized, has all that data and knows every single permutation of what's going to happen. So he can, I, that's I guess that's how I know he can got or how he's guiding it. I think is that he kind of he knows what everything is already. So it's I don't know. It's a it being a prophet that he knows exactly what's going to happen. But that's the question: is does he? Is it only up to a certain point? Because usually oh, in these yeah. situations, it gets to a point because we both read and watched a lot of science fiction where he mm -hmm. goes, I knew everything that was going to happen up to this point now, because this is the point where you make a decision and I can't, that can only happen outside of what's happening because it's happening now we're in the now finally and is he gonna have is he gonna have knowledge of what happens if he's gone that's the thing it's it's interesting i i i don't know i mean they're gonna show us more of this and the philosophical ideas and ramifications are interesting to me but i wonder if they will ever make a reference to 
okay, like maybe it was, I, I was surprised that uh, Stubbs didn't say to him, what are you, Rehoboam now? Or so, you know what I mean? Like kind of make a joke about it because uh-huh. I like to see what the differentiate, how they're saying that because is that, is the data, is the immortality data, the park data, all, the people, right? The entities within the sublime, that, that's what everybody wants. That's what MIB wants. That's what Chaloris wants. But yeah. they seem to want it for a different reason, or did they? Was it because it is the ultimate predictor that the, the way in which Rehoboam was flawed, this is not? Um, so that's what I, I just wonder if they're going to make a distinction like that. I just kind of think about it because well, and we have seen we... flashes of Rehoboam like things. So I feel like we're going to yeah. see, we're going to hear about Rehoboam again this season. Yeah. But yeah. Or some variation of it. Some, there's yeah. some big AI. Twice. Actually, yeah. you know what? I think shout out to grandpa James, number one listener. What's up? Um, he sent me some stuff on Facebook and it was some pictures that he screen grabbed and it looks like a different um Rehoboam type thing going on. Yeah, he says a new Rehoboam. It's it and it, it looks it's I think it's in some of these flashes where it looks and but it looks like it's almost contained in the tower or something. So it's interesting mm. stuff. So I mean I definitely think that we're gonna get to that again because I could see a person who's watching this show saying to themselves, well, Hey, isn't this just what Ray Boehm did? Is this what Ciroc yeah. was doing? But there's yep. a difference I feel. And I feel like the difference also is because it's Bernard, right? Like, yeah, that maybe that consciousness has a difference to it. And this, in the way that Ciroc was just being taken over and dictated by mm-hmm. this machine, Bernard is kind of going at it in a different way. With the, with love, maybe maybe that's the difference. It it could be. I don't. Love, that's baby. Yeah, there, there's that. I I hope we don't go a couple, bunch more episodes without seeing Bernard again. Oh, I hope not too, man. Um, did you have anything else? We kind of talked about everything. We were going to talk a little bit about the trailer, if you want, or I don't know if you had anything else to say about I have, this episode. I have one more thing that okay. it's just, and it might be nothing because. This has happened to this character before where he gets into a weird situation and all of a sudden he's fine. Stubbs. <laughs> the last time we saw Stubbs in season three, I wrote this down because I went back and watched it the sat- or yesterday when I was doing the notes. The last time we saw him, this is the conversation they have. Here's Bernard. He says, the cold should slow. He's dumping ice into the bathtub. The cold should slow down any necrotic effects until I can patch you up. Stubb says, you got anything to drink with that? I'm bleeding out, drinking shitty booze, and you're literally going to let me rot. It's come full circle. Bernard says, you're a good friend, Stubbs. And he says, fuck you, Bernard. And then that's the last we see of him. We open this episode, and he is sitting there (laughs) fully dressed. There's no necrosis going on. He looks like he has healed up 100%. Yeah. Bernard has been out the whole time. Is this just kind of like the thing where when he gets kidnapped by the... uh, by the ghost nation. And then he just shows up again later. I mean, is this, yes, was well, this like one is. of those yep. y- you killed Kenny kind of things from South park where yep. he just shows up and nobody says anything. I think that's just Stubbs, man. He figured okay. it out. He fucking figured it out, bro. He's lesser Hemsworth. He's now the greatest Hemsworth in my mind. That's what I'm going to call uh, him. Hemsworth you know the we, great. We, t- we talked about this the other, a couple weeks ago and I did go on a side mission 
I can confirm Chris Hemsworth is still the greatest Hemsworth. Oh, I okay. saw Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. But there also is a cameo from Luke Hemsworth in it, and he is nice. awesome in The Love and Thunder. But anyways, um, yeah, so I hope they don't. I, I hope they just leave it like that because I don't want big some weird big another big reveal with Stubbs. I love that character now. I'm I, I, I don't I hope there's nothing sinister that happened with him or somebody else is controlling him. I don't hope that. So I'm not even going to theorize about it. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I think that's just though. I will say um I would totally be up for a six episode limited series called uh, like Stubbs and Bernie. No, 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 no. Just Stubbs by himself. Oh, that's oh. right. Cause it's like weekend at Bernie's where he's just dead. Right. Yeah. Stubbs <laughs> and Bernie. I like that. I like that. Decades at Bernie's or something. Yeah, it's just perfect. like, uh, and his, for, uh, let's, I'm trying to think of something. Ashley, you know ashley's adventures or something like that (laughs) where he just hangs out in the desert and then like for like maybe one whole episode he's just like figuring out how to like make a basketball net or something you know (laughs) like stuff like that like Uh mando type shit you know yeah where it's like a little lesson each episode but it's just ashley Stubbs doing his own thing for however many years and then at the beginning it's every episode starts out where he just walks in and says Morning, Bernard. And then every episode ends where he just opens up the door and says, Good night, Bernard. And Bernard's <laughs> just sitting there on the bed. Yeah, that would be perfect. I like it. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple other cool things I liked about that scene. It's part of why you can tell it has been a while. When you go back and look at the scene in season three, when they enter the hotel room, there, I mean, the hotel is still, it's kind of a cheap hotel, you can tell, but it's still completely operational. There's no trees growing up in the front. When you see it now, there's windows broken out. There's a big, huge tree that has grown through the roof. Yep. That, I mean, if you know anything about trees, it takes a long time for that to grow. The car is actually the same car they drove in on. It has the same license plate. So oh, it's wow. the, it is the same car. I freeze frame that as well. It just looks a lot older now because it's obviously much later. So I thought that was kind of a couple of neat touches. They actually matched it up pretty well. I love the world of the diner of like how the diner sign is like retro tech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it was a lot of retro futurism in that. I, I dig that, man. It was like uh whatchamacallit, that video game that everybody likes fallout uh, yeah. or whatever. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, that's good stuff. All right, man. You want to, you want to hit pause real quick, watch the trailer and come back and chat a little bit about it. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's do it. And we're back through the magic of editing and pressing pause on the recorder. Um, Wow. Okay. We're going to talk about the trailer. So, Brett, thanks for listening. We love you. Bye, Brett. DVRpodcast.com. But for everyone else, three, two, one, here we go. Um, Oh, man. Okay. Something definitely happened at the lighthouse. And you know what? First thing before we even start, we better not screw this up because we got our asses called out by the cleanup text last week for missing some obvious stuff so okay let's start you know what i was gonna say this is (laughs) i listen to the cleanup text and then by the time we record we've seen another episode so i forget like i i I have all these things i'm like oh i gotta mention that oh that was so funny oh great job gina oh brett you're amazing jenny holy cow and then the podcast and then we come around to podcasting and it's like five days later and I forget yeah. to to uh, say th- thank you to them and to shout them out, but they're yeah, amazing. They're, they're great, yes. And I'm sure I'm going to miss a lot of stuff. 
But um, <laughs> now I know where Grandpa James, I think those those earlier images I was talking about were actually from Ness. Yeah, the, um, the Rehoboam looking thing. And yeah, the- but that's okay because we have seen a little bit of that before. But yeah, man, we see Caleb on the, on the ground again and he gets turned and he's shooting, a, having a gun on Maeve and talking More interesting, to we, we see a brain scan of his, it looks like. Yeah. something in his brain. I think that looks like the... That looks very interesting. What is what did they put that there or was it there already? Uh, Could it be I, that he is immune to the flies? Maybe I'm wrong. That would be interesting because well, and I think one of the things he said it, it's and sometimes they edit these things to make you fool you, but it looks like he's talking to Maeve saying, "What did you do to me?" But it also seems like he's talking to having a conversation with Hale at the same time. So. It does. Interesting stuff, man. We see, we see a bit of everyone too, don't we? Yes. Um, so I hope this is a kind of coming together in a sense, like uniting our. Did it, we? See, oh yeah, we did see Christina right away because we yep. see the. I'm assuming that means Teddy's coming back because we see it looks like a lipstick thing or something rolling on the floor. It looks like the uh, replica of the can rolling. Yeah, we saw that. They, I don't know why did I, because I didn't see the original trailer. They may have shown us that before. I don't know. I, th- oh, I think this was when the original trailer came out, not the coming this season trailer, but like the before the season trailer. Yeah, I know. I've seen the, that. I, yeah, I've seen the image of that happen yep. before. So I'm assuming that means we're going to see Teddy again, and and obviously see Christina and the roommate. And some weird stuff with the roommate. Like, it looks like Christina's painting is, like, messed up. Like, she had drawn, like, an X through it or something. And her roommate looks kind of shocked. Yep. Right? Or scared or something like that. Well, we know there has to be something with the roommate. I mean, yeah, she's been too strange to not have something. I'll be, I'm interested to go back to what what's happening there. Definitely. We see MIB looks like he's digging something or doing something, right? Was, was that, that him digging, digging or was that well, I Bernard? Thought th- I thought that was Bernard or Stubbs because they had oh, the shovel. Okay. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. And they were in the kind of the desert. I assumed it was one of them just because they had they. He they, told them to bring a shovel with. So I'm. A, I was just. I. I, I couldn't. That was a quick flash. I, I'm not sure who it, who it was, but they still do I need was, that shovel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what else there was in there, but it it was a, it was that was an exciting trailer because oh we see them kind of. Um, similar, we don't, we see a lot of the same sequence of the lighthouse of, yeah, we see the abdomen, the injured abdomen and yeah, running, running up this hill near the ocean. We see that again. Um, we see you're right there. There seems to be a kind of transposing of Maeve and Charlotte in, in, in it. Um, because it looks like at one point. Either someone, Charlotte's kind of, maybe Maeve is holding Caleb's face. It looks almost intimate in it for a quick second. Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't see that right. But, well, that's um, kind of why I'm wondering if they transposed a little bit of that. Cause I can't imagine Caleb saying, what did you do to me to Maeve? No, I think that was to Charlotte, Charlotta. That's, that's kind of what I'm, that's what my guess would be too. Yeah. I think so. I, I hope so. I, I want to see Maeve and Caleb continue because I think they're, I, I'd love them together. They're great. Yes. The most exciting thing to me watching this trailer is that 
it seems again that all of our characters are in it. Um, and hopefully because they are all in it, that in some way we'll get some more clues to how or why they're linked together. Um, yeah, it does seem like we do see a bit of Caleb directly after whatever happens happens. Yeah. It, it looks like he's kind of doing his, uh, Jesse Pinkman. I just took a whole bunch of shit. I shouldn't have taken thing. And we see that some shots of Maeve, but then we kind of, she kind of goes away. So is it that he subdues her? Or they take her away and then he goes to see Jaloris. Oh, he says, yeah, what did you do to me? And she replies, what I'm going to do to all of your kind. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that's, Oh yeah, I'm I'm scanning through a little bit here. There's a scene of Charlotte touching Caleb's face. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, interesting. All right, I don't know. I I can't remember anything else. Do you remember anything else? Well, I'm looking at the flashes here. There's not a lot of deciding of this. Yeah, something about Bernard saying that what are they doing and they're deciding our fate. My guess is that's that's got to happen at the beginning of the episode. I'm sure that's when we meet more of that team. The Mm. I'm the, what do you call them? The freedom fighters or whatever they are. The revolutionaries. Yep. Oh, the painting has the tower scribbled over the top. Oh, okay. Maybe she's bugging out. And it looks like, it looks like the roommate is pulling up, pulling the curtain off of it and like looking like surprised or shocked. The roommate is. Yeah. Horrified. Interesting. And it's, it is Bernard digging. Okay. Okay. There is a shot of MIB though, right? Um, I haven't seen him yet. Okay, maybe I maybe I invented that in my. In and my there mind. is a line of Charlotte saying, "You're beginning to see it now, aren't you?" What's and that? That's the end. There's a line that Charlotte says. I got the captioning on. It says, "You're beginning to see it now." Yes. What's going that? And that could all be very quick. Yeah, and that could be the. A number of different characters. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. And whatever else I said, because as I was blabbing, my recorder stopped recording. So I had to go back and drop the file and Andy had to go to bed. So the podcast is over, people. It was a great trailer. We can't wait to see what happens. We'll see it in a couple days. But guess what? The cleanup techs are coming up in a couple days. Gina, Jenny, and Brett. Then we got Thax, and then we'll be back with the IR again this weekend. So thanks for listening. DVRpodcast.com. Westworld, baby. Gotta love it. Peace!